welcome to She Can The Podcast, where the goal is for you to leave each episode feeling empowered to go after what you want and knowing that if she can, so can you. Let's get started. Hi friend, I hope you're well. I wanted to come on and talk to you today about a subject that I mentioned briefly and my Instagram this week and a lot of you replied and so many of you felt where I was coming from and so many of you were you know giving advice and tips and tricks of how to overcome it and I thought this is just a topic that we all need to dive a bit deeper into and it's the topic of overwhelm and that feeling of when it comes to the end of the night. It's that feeling of guilt of what you didn't do, of what you weren't present enough with, of what you didn't achieve, rather than the other way around. So this conversation started when this week I have been myself with the kids for quite a lot of it. And the last few weeks, Stephen's been away quite a lot and I've been by myself. So I've been juggling a lot of balls, dropping a lot of balls. (laughs) And one night this week I I got the kids to bed and it was we were on track and then I got waylaid doing something that wasn't important probably on my phone to be quite frank with you and then the clock was ticking on and ticking on as it does and the the time had just marched on and I, I rushed the kids to bed and I said no to a story from Eva wanted a story and by the time I got Aaron to bed and then went down to do Eva it was just too late for a story because I had calls to do so I had to rush her to bed and rush her story and then I just felt guilty and I just you know those times where you just rush your kids to bed and then you're like come on we need to do this we need to do this because you're on your own agenda you're on your own clock and then they go to sleep and you think what did I just do there? Why did I not spend my time being present with the people who I love the most in the world? Because I allowed my time to be taken by something that was a complete waste. So whether it's on your phone or whether it's watching something or whether it's doing a task that's not entirely important in that moment. I think for so many of us, it's the phone It's that fight for your focus and your attention all the time. It's opening up your phone as a a habit. It's not even, it's not even asking for your attention, but you just wonder if that person's replied or you just, you've heard a couple of notifications and you just wonder what they are and you just think you better look at it. And then all of a sudden you're looking at something else and it's a trap. And I saw him. you know, these apps are designed for that. They're designed to keep you on as long as possible. They're designed to make us be addicted to them, which is what is actually happening. And I saw an advert, you probably have seen it as well, for an app. It's called Opal. And the advert for the app says this girl is talking about it. And she said she learned that she was going to spend 22 years of her life on her phone and Opal is obviously an app that makes it hard to access certain apps so things like Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or Pinterest or whatever you waste your time you can block on this app and 
I know it's not as simple as that because we do everything on our phones now. We do, you know, we work on our phones, we communicate on our phones, we do the weekly shop on our phones, we make the dentist appointments on our phones, we make the doctor's appointments on our phones. So often when we're on our phones, we're actually trying to deal with stuff on our list and we're not just mindlessly scrolling on social media. I absolutely have that time as well, but it's not always a case of that. But regardless of what you're spending time on on your phone or whatever task it is that's willing you from where you actually want to be and where your actual priority is, it does. It's, that's not really relevant. It's the fact that you are putting that in front of your priority without even realising it. And then when that option to spend time with the people in your life where the priority is no longer there, that's when it kicks you in the stomach and you're like oh no why why did I not organize my time better and these things are so frustrating I find because they can be helped and because they can be prevented and because so often it's a lack of preparation or a lack of planning on well I'm speaking personally here it's a lack of planning on my part Um, and a lack of awareness as well at the time of how I'm using that time. So I'm going to talk you through a few things that I have learned recently because I've really been trying to work on this and I read a book recently called Start Now, Get Perfect Later by Rob Moore and most of it is designed for starting a business or doing something in your career rather than you know the, the daily tasks of life but it does it does talk about it as relevant for both so it's the fact of overwhelm and I think so when we've got so much to do that's when you can procrastinate and that's when you can stick your head in the sand and that's when you can open your phone and start scrolling even though your list is so long you just it's just a hiding mechanism almost to just oh I just, I just need to just sit here and scroll for a minute or I just need to reply to this message for a minute or I just need to do something that doesn't actually involve the thing that I'm hiding from that's so often the reason that we procrastinate and maybe it is looking at your phone or maybe it's cleaning for you or doing washing or something that's not entirely necessary at the time so firstly I'm going to talk to you about the things that I believe that you can do to avoid overwhelm in the first place and these are mental and physical things and organisation things and then I'm going to talk to you about what to do when you actually feel overwhelmed. So to avoid it in the first place, the number one thing I think you can do is set your priorities. So for me, my priorities I have to prioritise my own self-care. I have to prioritise my own nutrition and my own exercise because if I don't, then overwhelm will hit me pretty hard. When I am eating well and when I am exercising and when I've started my day off well, I will be able to deal with so much more than I would be able to deal with had I not with my body and had I been eating rubbish. It's unbelievable. It's honestly, for me, it's like a magic pill. It just sets my mind straight. And overwhelm actually rarely happens when I have exercise before that in the day. That helps me be efficient. It helps me be productive. It helps me work my time well. It helps me be present with the people I love. It helps me sleep well. It helps me get up earlier. It 
is life-changing. If you get overwhelmed easily, if you have a busy life, you must prioritise what you put into your mouth and you must prioritise how often you move your body and also how much water you drink because all of that is so, so crucial to how much you can actually deal with and how much you can take on and how you can deal with a list effectively rather than just seeing a list and it's all muddled up and you don't know where to start and you've just got so much to do that you do nothing. I have been there and it's it sucks but usually the days where I feel really overwhelmed are the days when I haven't yet exercised, I haven't yet moved my body and that's why I really try to do it early in the morning because if it doesn't happen first thing in the morning then often the whole day can get go to pot. <laughs> when I think of so many women who just don't exercise or they don't see the value in nutrition and they feed themselves last and they prioritise walking their dog but they don't necessarily prioritise you know taking themselves on a walk or they prioritise their kids nutrition but they'll eat whatever is left. When you come on the bottom of the list you can end up going through life thinking that it's supposed to be a certain way, thinking that you have to deal with things in a certain way, thinking that your patience is really short, thinking that your energy is really low, thinking that you just have to be really narky, thinking that you have to reach for that glass of wine on a Friday evening. So much of that can be fixed by prioritising your nutrition, drinking more water and moving your body. Trust me, it works. We've been talking about this for hundreds of thousands of years, but those things work. Movement, nutrition and water, I can't, I cannot tell you the effect that it'll have on your life when you prioritise those things. So that's the first thing. The second thing is planning your week, planning your time. Now, if you have a busy job, then this will be second nature to you already. If you don't have a busy job, it may not be second nature to you because you can allow other things to come into the time that you have and that often happens with running a business as well because you're in charge of your own diary it can be easy to let things slip in and to let your boundaries slip but actually having boundaries and learning to be very very careful of where you spend your time is so crucial because when you try to do all things for all people that's when you don't get very much done at all so A technique that I love for planning my week is called Janning. I was introduced to it by Carissa Kuchis, who is one of the Tony Robbins trainers. And Janning is basically a mixture between journaling and planning. So what you want to do is write out every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, in case you don't know your days of the week, now you do. (laughs) And write that down the side of the paper and or write that along the top of the paper, sorry, and then down the side of the paper, write down hour blocks of time. So you may have a diary that does this, but if not, then just do it on a blank sheet of paper. And then you want to put in all of your blocks of time. So you want to put in your blocks that you have for your income generating activities. So that's things that you do in your business that actually make you money. Not things that are quite fun to do, not things that are, you know, you really should do it. Things that make you money put that in there you want to put in your time for exercise put in time for meals put in time for things like walking the dog put in times for taking the kids to school picking the kids back up from school spending time with the kids after school you want to make sure you've blocked out every part of your days so that you know what's going to happen and be really 
realistic with this. So, for example, when I'm doing it, I tend to block off from half past two, which is when I get my little boy from nursery, all the way through till bedtime, to be honest, if possible, because it goes from nursery pickup to school pickup to after school clubs, or if it's not after school clubs, it's coming back and doing homework or playing with them or making their dinner or feeding them their dinner or doing bath time and all that kind of stuff. All of that takes time and has to be put into your diary so that you don't allow calls or texts or time for other things to come into those hours. And then once they're in bed, then you can start the work again or then you can do whatever it is that you you want to do after that. Maybe it's for you, it's going to the gym or watching something that you want to watch on Netflix or whatever. Just put it into your diary so that you know when it's happening and be really careful with prioritising things that you want to make sure you get done in that week and also making sure that you're leaving enough time for things that just take time, like kids, for example. Because when you've blocked out that time for your kids, that helps you be more present. So it allows you to... A technique that I am trying at the moment is when I pick up the kids from school to either leave my phone in a cupboard where I can't see it or leave it in the car for a couple of hours when I pick them up just so that I don't look at it, just so that it's just there and it's not taking my attention away from them, which is where I want my attention to be. Just remove it. If I was an alcoholic and I was trying not to drink alcohol, then I would remove all alcohol from my house. When I'm not eating sugar, I remove sugar that I would want to eat from my house. Same goes with a phone. If you're tempted to jump onto Instagram a lot when you're supposed to be spending time with your kids, go and stick it in the car or put it in a cupboard or somewhere that's just annoying to get to or just put it upstairs in another room on charge because your focus is your most valuable commodity, especially when it comes to the people that you love. You want to be focused with them and you want to actually be there. And I find you're most efficient when when you're with your kids, you're with your kids. When you're replying to messages, you're replying to messages. When you're opening your emails, you're actually going through your emails. It's really, really valuable to do this. So that's the first part of Janning. So you're actually going through and you're blocking in your times. The second part is the journaling aspect of it. So you want to ask yourself, what could screw this up? What could happen that could screw this up? So for example, if you've got a work block in your diary from 10 o'clock in the morning to 12 o'clock and that's your work block. And say, for example, you're going to, well, for me, I'm recording a podcast. This is just an example. So if I put recording podcasts from 10 to 12 in that window, I think, what could screw that up? Oh, I know what could screw that up. The postman could come to the door, the dog will go nuts, and then the podcast will have to be abandoned because of the noise. So therefore, that's not actually such a good time to do that. Maybe I'll swap that time block with another time that I know the postman won't arrive at the door. Things like that, just what could mess this up? If you've got a plan with the kids after school, what could mess this up? Or the fact that maybe your friend picks them up that day or maybe someone else wants to spend time with them that day. Plan ahead and figure out what could screw that up and then put things in place to help you around that. So even putting your phone in the car when you pick the kids up from school is what could screw this up. You want time with your kids between three and five 
what could screw that up? You spending too much time on your phone instead of spending time with them and then leaving all the homework to get done on a Thursday night in a rush. Hands up, who's guilty of that? I have been. So that's a way around that. What could screw this up? Leave your phone in the car so that you can actually be present in that moment. So once you've done that, then you want to journal about how this is going to go. So how do you feel if you're writing this on the Sunday night? How are you going to feel next Sunday when your week has gone so well, when you've done the really hard meeting at work, when you've gone through that fitness plan that you have for the week, you've stuck to your nutrition goals, you've got up at the the time in the morning that you wanted to get up at, you're drinking all the water that you wanted to drink, you've spent time with your kids, all of that, how does it feel? How does it feel to live the life that you actually wanted to live in the first place? How does it feel to actually stick to what you wanted to do? You'll find when you journal that out and you tell yourself how you want to see yourself, how you want to see your week going and how you want to feel when you're going through it it makes such a difference because then you start acting like that because you've already visualized it so you start making moves towards having that actually be the way that your week pans out and it sounds like quite a lot of work to go through on a Sunday night or a Sunday afternoon but actually it's so so valuable to do this because if you don't then you run the day or the day runs you, basically. Your day will be taken from you by other people, by other people's priorities, by think procrastination, by tasks that you didn't mean to do. It will just, time will just go on and you'll get to the end of the week. You won't have achieved what you wanted to achieve and you'll be frustrated with yourself. And that's when those stories come in like, I am not good enough or I feel like a bad mum or I feel guilty for not doing what I said I would do or I feel like I'm not doing very well in my business or I feel like I'm not being present enough in my career whatever it is is a story that you're telling yourself you get to change it and you get to write a new one and you get to decide what the next week looks like because when you plan out your days and plan out your hours and plan out your weeks then that makes such a difference towards the pursuit of your goals because you're actually talking about real activity in real time rather than just something that's kind of pie in the sky and yeah yeah I'll do that but you've not actually drilled it down to how you're going to spend your time and what actions you're going to take and what habits you're going to put in place so it makes a big big difference it's John Maxwell always said how said he's still alive says (laughs) if you have a day to cut down a tree you're going to You've got 24 hours to cut down a tree, spend 23 hours sharpening the axe. So spend time planning it out and then your week is going to go as planned. Even when you're thinking about things that you have to do in your week, instead of putting them on a to-do list, just put them straight into your diary and put them straight into a slot in your diary so that you know when that's going to happen and when you're actually going to do that. Okay, so those are a couple of things that help me avoid that feeling of overwhelm and that feeling of panic, like I've just got too much to do, so I'm just going to sit my head in the sand or I feel like a rabbit in the headlights or I'm just going to avoid this at all costs. We've all been there. But prioritising your self-care and planning out your time are two of the key things that help avoid that situation in the first place. However, inevitably, it's going to come. There is always a time where you just feel overwhelmed and it comes. And when that does happen, 
you can reverse engineer it, then you go a run, then you start exercising, then you get some sleep and drink some water because it will help you actually deal with it. But then also something that's really good to do is just brain dump, just take your pen to paper and just write down everything that's going on in your head right now. Because often that feeling of overwhelm is just thoughts swirling around and they don't have any structure and they don't have any you know you don't know what way they're pointing and you don't know which one to do first so when you get it from your head onto paper it starts to feel a lot more manageable and you start to be able to see what actually is a priority here why am I panicking about this what am I worried about what am I scared of and it makes the the feeling of overwhelm dissipate almost um, and then when you're looking at your list of things that you have to do, you can go through the four Ds. Now, the four Ds are a technique that Rob Moore speaks about in his book, Start Now, Get Perfect Later. And the four Ds are, number one, delegate. So what is on your list that you just don't have to be doing in the first place? If you can delegate anything, do it. Get it off your list. For example, maybe it's that your garden's a mess and your your grass really needs cut, phone a gardener if you possibly can afford it. Phone someone to cut your garden or ask for help because that's something that you probably don't need to be doing. If you run a business, if you have a career and if you have kids, then you want to be spending your time elsewhere than doing your own gardening or cleaning, if you can possibly afford a cleaner, then do that even once once a fortnight or once a month to help you out and do a bit of a deep clean. That would really take some of the pressure off. Or if you can afford it once a week instead of a takeaway maybe, then do it because it will change your life. It's honestly so, so good. I have a cleaner that comes once a week and it's the best thing ever because it's not only the fact that she's like a fairy and my house looks amazing, when she's left but it's also the fact that because she's coming I have to sort my life out for her coming once I need to do that at least once a week and make sure that everything's back in order and everything's straightened up for her coming and then obviously it lasts a few days and then I'm getting organized for her coming again so it is a really good thing to do and that could be it could be gardening it could be cleaning it could be doing your own taxis it could be designing your own flyers it could be all sorts of things you know you could get virtual PAs for all sorts of things that you don't need to be doing you can delegate so much now even um even meal prep you know you can delegate meal prep if you if that's something that just you're not good at and it takes up so much of your time and energy then just look at what are the things that you are a not very good at b hate doing C, drain the life out of you and think, how can I get this off my list? Who could I ask for help? And if it's childcare, maybe you've got a friend or a family member who could just ask to take the kids for a couple of hours just to let you get a task done. It's okay to ask for help. You don't have to do everything yourself. Okay, so that's number one, delegate. Number two is delete. What just doesn't need to be on your list? What have you got on that list that actually just doesn't need done or actually could just delay it shouldn't be on your list right now you shouldn't be worrying about it right now just delay it for a little bit longer because it's actually not important then that's the third d then either delete it or delay it and then the very last option is 
to do it yourself. So delegate first, delete second, delay third, and then if it needs to be you and it needs done, then do it. And in that case, you just have to figure out what your priorities are and just get it done without procrastination. Figure out how your brain works and how you actually start working your day best. Know what gets you in the zone or the state and use that as a trigger. So maybe it's having a coffee or maybe it's doing a workout or maybe it's taking yourself into a cafe somewhere out of the house to actually get the job done. For me, that's a big one, getting out of the house when I've got a really important job to do is is a really good idea for me because I just it, it makes me focus and I don't look at all the other things that I should be doing around the house figure out what that is for you and just get it done so leverage first manage second and do last and when you're in a job just try to be in the job set alarms on your phone turn your phone on flight mode the Pomodoro technique is a really good one. That's setting an alarm for 25 minutes. So it's a 25-minute work block, a five-minute break, a 25-minute work block, a five-minute break, and so on and so on, because apparently that's the that's the time that we focus for the best, 25 minutes. But just figuring these things out and figuring how you work best yourself is so, so valuable because if we can avoid time in that overwhelmed state, then it's not only the time in the overwhelmed state that we're getting back, it's also all of those things that you say to yourself when you're feeling like that, the I'm not good enough, the I should I should be doing this, I should have done this already, I'm frustrated, I'm acting frustrated at other people because I'm frustrated at myself. If you avoid being frustrated at yourself in the first place by planning your week and doing the things that you said you were going to do, then you avoid that feeling of overwhelm and you it becomes easier to actually get the jobs done because you've created systems that work. And it's not about just a matter of just doing it, it's about creating systems that actually work for you and that actually can be duplicated every single week that slot into your life and help things become easier. How can you make this easy on yourself? Always ask yourself that question. How can you make things easier in yourself by not cutting your own grass, getting some help with the cleaning and getting someone else to do your bookkeeping. Those those things changed my life. So I hope that's helped. I hope it's made you feel like you're not the only person in the world who procrastinates and succumbs to that feeling of overwhelm every now and then. I think we all do. And I believe that it's definitely overcomable and figure outable but it's just a matter of implementing those systems first so loads of love thanks so much for listening and i'll speak to you soon thank you so much for listening to today's episode if you found value in what we shared please feel free to share it on your social media you'll find me on instagram at shecanpod and at meg mclean uk and if you want to watch the video you can search for she can the podcast on youtube 